3: Coming at you from the home office in beautiful majestic Cleveland, Ohio. What's up, boys and girls? It's your favorite podcast, aka the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is your co-host, Joel Mistake, on the Lake Cheeseman. And
1: this is Chad.
3: I'm sounding silky smooth so wash. Indeed. On this week's show, more funding flows into startups. Maybe the extra unemployment wasn't the problem. <laughs> And TikTok is here to save all our asses. Thank God. No. Thank God.
2: job advertising is pretty simple, right? Write a good ad, find the right channel, run tests, research others, translate data, optimize. Okay, maybe it's not that simple, but there is something that helps bring it all together and put it in autopilot for you. That's programmatic job ads with JobAdX. JobAdX gathers hundreds of channels and their job seeker audiences into one place so that your ads reach far and wide without having to create a ton of new accounts. Create ad campaigns with no minimum spend or results focused and based on engagements from candidates. Have full control of your job ads using the JobAdX self-serve platform. Welcome to Uncomplicated Job Ads. Find out how you can start attracting and engaging candidates with your ads in three steps at jobadx.com get-started-today. That's jobadx.com slash get-started-today.
1: Cleveland's beautiful this time of year, isn't it? Oh my god, it was hot as fuck yesterday. <laughs> Jesus, what the hell? Luckily we do have the the uh, the breeze off the lake. That was that was nice, but damn it was hot. Little
3: humidity, little <laughs> of course, That might have been due to the giant storm that was coming through yes. and disrupted our baseball game that, that was yeah. not played. Which makes me very sad, but Not we good. had a good time with our friends. So why are we in Cleveland, Chad?
1: We're in Cleveland to visit with our friends of uh, here over at Evergreen Evergreen Podcasts, and uh, we're we're building out the HR channel with a bunch of uh, podcasts. You all know and love, you know the Matt Alders, you know the Crazy and the Kings, Jim Strouds, and we got more podcasts coming. Adding to the channel. So we're, we're pretty unbelievable stoked. Pretty
3: stoked. how many podcasts there are <laughs> in employment. <laughs> Who knew there was so much freaking content? Ooh. Well, let's get to shout outs. Uh, I'll start with uh, just Cleveland Hospitality. The city has treated us very well, similarly yes. to Chicago. Mm hmm. Last week, and uh, shout out to all the folks at Evergreen, um, and especially uh, super chef Michael Simon. We had some (laughs) Cleveland barbecue. Yeah, it's actually a thing. If you're in Cleveland, head to 4th Street and check out
1: Mabel's Barbecue. It's delish. And order, order the ribs. Great beer on tap. Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. And as a matter of fact, Stephen, you should take faith... There for her birthday. take her to take her to Cleveland. Happy ninth uh, birthday faith. Uh, that's something that uh, make sure that uh, Stephen does, okay? Maybe to Cleveland. Mabel's. Oh, I can
3: I can I can feel the love now, <laughs> walks by the lake. <laughs> head to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, that'd be a nice trip.
1: It's a nice good
2: time. Yeah. Go
3: see the uh, Christmas Story House. That's a highlight for me. Shout out to Axios. I don't know if you saw this in the news, but the uh, the web property that you probably know for simple, brief news that's also thoughtful is going local. They're coming to a local market near you and they're bringing job boards with them. Hello. Yes, job boards are back in the Axios <laughs> network. Uh, not exactly sure how this will work. The, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the it's spotty it's spotty mm. at best the mm-hmm. uh the exact uh rollout of this but uh, we've we'll seen be, this wa- before we'll be watching yeah everyone thinks just slap a job board on it and uh <laughs> it's going to be boats and hose <laughs> and champagne and cocaine <laughs> We'll see, Axios. We'll see. We'll be watching.
1: You can't just put a ring on it, baby. You just can't put a ring on it. Uh, Shout out to European show number two. That's right, kids. Uh, Joel and Levin and myself were actually joined by Adam Gordon. That's right, the mad Scott himself. (laughs) And he was mad because Scotland was kicked out of uh, uh, the tournament, not to mention also really pissed off that England beat Germany 2-0. Yeah, that was that was not a great day yeah, for my uh, my for Adam. An,
3: my, an, my ancestry DNA uh, profile says I should be rooting for England. So I guess I'm I'm semi glad that they won. Surprised okay. that France France lost. I have been watching the uh, the final 16
1: which is pretty interesting. Wow. That was a a, a shocker. I guess. So Mbappe, who was like the World Cup, mm-hmm. he was like the star for France. Right. And he just could not find his groove. He had plenty of shots on goal. Yeah, He missed that last penalty shot. You know, uh, they went into extra extra innings, I guess you could say. Missed the penalty yeah. shot. I mean, that kid right now, he's he's got to be on suicide watch. How do you feel about the penalty
3: shot? Are you for it, against it? Do you say, hey, just let him let him play till they die? Yeah. Do you like you like you like the shootout? Yeah, I do like shootout.
1: I I think that that adds some excitement. Not to mention they've already played. What you know, at that point they they'd played like three hours. Yeah. So it was like fuck, man. So yeah, no, I I dig it. I dig it. I think I'm a sudden death kind of guy.
3: I like yeah. just just play until you're dead. <laughs> Somebody somebody's gonna score at some point. Uh, so anyway, uh, so what do we got? We got England. We got uh, Switzerland. Belgium. We got Belgium. Italy. Belgium
1: and Italy are actually playing. You're, you're, Italy, you're a fan ooh. of Italy. You think they yeah. could uh, surprise They're people. They're young. They are incredibly talented. Uh, Belgium is obviously their number one team in the world. Uh, but I think Italy has a chance. But whoever comes out of it, they don't have to play France. So the left side of the bracket just got easier.
3: Young and talented, you kind of described our show in describing <laughs> Italy's uh, soccer team. Shout out to uh free shit. Uh, we're at the end of the month. We're gonna name a winner oh. for some free whiskey and beer here soon. Name Guys, and names. if you haven't headed to chadcheese.com slash free. We got t-shirts by emissary, we got beer by Adzuna, and we got whiskey by our friends at Sovereign. So if you haven't done that yet, go
1: out and do it. Chadcheese.com com slash free not to mention also reach out to us on social media linkedin twitter hashtag chad cheese uh we enjoy hearing the feedback stories and whatever you guys got to say so like it hate it that's awesome just uh hit us on the socials
3: yeah yeah. you mentioned faith who celebrated a birthday recently we got some other birthdays coming up china gorman oh really on vegas uh vegas has opened up so maybe she'll uh do it up there out on the strip also, our buddy and fan of the show, Josh Akers, celebrates a birthday Man, July 2nd. He's going to be 60, so, isn't he? So. Yeah. I don't know if we should be talking. I don't know.
1: I don't know. Young young and talented only goes so far. Oh, let me go ahead and pivot over to uh, shout out to Amazon. No shit, Cheeseman. I'm shouting out to Amazon, who acquired Art19, a podcast distribution and monetization platform. Last week, we talked about Spotify, Facebook, Apple going hard into into podcasts. I mean, this this is the medium right here, baby. And now you know it is because Amazon is getting into this shit. So I you were shouting out to amazon did i dream that i had a little bit
3: to drink last night i'm not sure I, what my head the hurts. hell is going on this my must be yeah this is the uh hangover shout out episode. i might have to ask
1: dave our engineer to get me a bucket I'm i had way too <laughs> if, much to drink if you last go home night.
3: and there's an amazon box at your door be be very careful be very careful
1: of my neighbor open it
3: let's get into some topics,
1: topics shall we? Oh, that's right baby man.
3: holy shit the money is flowing damn like the whiskey last night. <laughs> yes. All right, so we'll start with the uh, the high dollar beneficiary of some money. So Canada-based HR software startup Vizier, mm-hmm. did I say that right? I think so. has raised 125 million in Series E Funding, bringing total funding to two hundred and sixteen million. Say what? And valuing the company at unicorn alert, Hello. one billion dollars. <breath> That's <breath> b-, <breath> b b b billion. Jesus. Goldman Sachs Asset Management led the round, and was joined by investors including Sorenson Capital, Foundation Capital, Summit Partners. Blah blah blah. Founded in twenty ten, uh, the company has built a big data engine. <laughs> to ingest, ingest, yes, this, this is the company's <laughs> language, not mine, and analyze information from disparate human resources and related applications to develop more accurate profiles of people and departments. Messy. Places like Workday, they plug their shit in and get the data useful when considering remuneration, promotions, and wider hiring budgets. Mm -hmm. The solution that Vizier provides is a big data engine, again, that has built, uh, that can connect with a variety of platforms. Actually, I just talked about that. So what do you think about Vizier, (laughs) Chad? I assume you'll edit that last part out. More big data. Remember we talked about uh, Apna, who did something very similar. Everyone's into the data.
1: Yeah. So... This is a messy, messy business, but making sense of the data from multiple systems, it's something that is not easy. And obviously, they need a shit ton of cash to be able to make it happen. Um, And this is this is a workforce data management play, but they're also spinning this into business analytics. So I think it's much smarter to go at the business side of the house than just focused on H.R., it's all it's all business. It's what we can do to retain better production, better output. Uh, who needs to you know hit the bricks? Mm-hmm. And then also on the talent side. So I think these guys, the way that they're looking at uh, this platform. Isn't what we're used to, because everybody tries to focus heavily just on the HR piece. And with taking this much money, there's no way in hell an applicant tracking system or or any of those platforms are going to buy them. Right. They need they need a behemoth fucking system buying them or they just need to integrate with everybody. So, yeah, this is I think this is an interesting an interesting platform. It's all analytics. The SAP or Oracle
3: buy them. Yeah, look, a lot of this trend is the uh, the work from home thing. Look, Big Brother, a.k.a. Wow. your employer, wants to keep tabs on you. And uh, this is a way to do that. And if they can track your, uh, your work and what you're doing and success rates, then it makes their job a lot easier if they're not breathing down your neck all the time <laughs> with you in the office. Um, I do love the fact that they're branching out into other other industries. I think all they need to do now is slap on uh, Amazon's automated firing uh, software, <laughs> and they don't even need an <laughs> HR department. It'll just handle everything for I, you. I
1: don't know if you know or not, but that didn't work very well for Amazon. <laughs> they do have they have more than twelve million employee histories across seventy five countries loaded into the platform. So, the the thing for me is. I wonder how much money they're actually spending in on the uh, cybersecurity side of the house because mm-hmm. a lot of the data, like if you're in an applicant tracking system, you're not getting social, right? For the most part, you're not getting you're not getting data that is yep. really sensitive. This is going to be sensitive data. They're they're going to add all these different streams, so they need to lock this down pretty hard. Overall, though, it's a big fucking payday for them. A big data payday. Yes, if you will. Yeah.
3: All right scheduling who knew who knew so we got good time firing squad alum you said it was our second firing squad yeah we were were going down memory lane last night okay firing squad good time added $9.5 $9.5 million to its Series A funding, bringing the total round to 16700000 million. Woo. I'm guessing they had to hit some milestones before they got the rest of the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, the San Fran-based company intends to use the funds to accelerate innovation for its hiring-slash-candidate experience solutions and go-to-market growth in a wide range of industries. Talent acquisition teams at Zoom, Instacart, and Dropbox, among others, use good time to reach, uh, reach savings and hiring expenditures. The company was founded in 2016, uh, automated scheduling. It sounds like a feature to me, but maybe this is a fucking product.
1: Yeah, no, this is a feature. This is not a product. The, the The thing that I can't understand is how they are jamming DEI into this. You're seeing diversity, equity, and inclusion on everything, much like you saw AI like two, three years ago. Was this on their PR? Yes. (laughs) It's on their PR. It's on their website. And it's like scheduling will help you with your DE. Uh, Where's the fucking correlation here? So, again, I think there's a lot of reaching going on. Mm -hmm. uh, But this is a lot of money for a scheduling tool. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And they don't reveal much in terms of... It, it being anything beyond scheduling and i know that this nah. is an incredible challenge for companies but if if, if i'm good time man, sell this shit now because this feature is being mm. built into every chat bot yeah a lot of ats's crms uh they're they're closing in on the point where nobody wants it because they
1: can build it themselves. they might have just they might have just taken too much money they might have just priced themselves out of actually getting acquired because they took more money and because they are a feature. They're not. This is not a platform. Yep. Yep. You know, they say most companies
3: don't die because they have too little money. They die because they have too much money. Yes. Good time. We'll be watching. Well, there's good another time. scheduling oh, software Jesus. out of San Francisco. Oh, my God. Prelude, maker of hiring software, raises one point two million in seed funding. So they're like good time. Five years ago. Uh, (laughs) Fuel Capital, Jack Altman, Sam Altman, and Elad Gill invested, formerly known as Interview Schedule. The company looks to make scheduling job interviews a little easier. Founded in 2017, the company has now raised $2.4 million to date, according to founder and CEO Will Laufer. The company decided to rebrand because it hopes to do more than just scheduling. At least they've got a clue on that end. The company Uh is looking to grow The platform to handle everything from initial email outreach to a candidate
1: to the actual hiring process. Yeah. So a quote from the Prelude CEO, he said there is no tool in the market he sees that specifically targets the scheduling and logistics uh, logistics issues recruiters and candidates face. Does he have his eyes closed? <laughs> I mean, this is this is baked into a lot of platforms already. Yep. We just talked about good time, right? I mean, how can you say this there's no tool like this in the market, yeah. especially this young. I mean, it's not like he's got a, a, a real verbose t- or verbose tool set.
3: Yeah. He needs to get really comfortable with the word niche or yeah. niche, however you want to say it. They need to go big time into healthcare care or uh, oh, industrials yeah, or yeah. you name it. They mm-hmm. need to be really good. At a certain uh, vertical. And I, I, I think about our buddy uh, at Applichat, who started as a really broad vision and now just does healthcare, and apparently uh-huh. does a really good business just doing that. So if yes. I were advising Prelude, which I'm not, I would say, I would say go niche, boys and girls.
2: You already know that Sovereign makes the world's best resume CV parser. But did you know that Sovereign also makes the world's best AI matching engine? Only Sovereign's AI matching engine goes beyond the buzzwords. With Sovereign, you control how the engine thinks. With every match, the Sovereign engine tells you what matched and exactly how each matching document was scored. And if you don't agree with the way it scored the matches, you can simply move some sliders to tell it to score the matches your way. No other engine on Earth gives you that combination of insight and control. With Sovereign, matching isn't some frustrating black box, trust us, it's magic, one-shot deal like all the others. No, with Sovereign, matching is completely understandable, completely controllable, and actually, kind of fun. Sovereign, software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner.
1: We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, Okay, listener. Get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit techskernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mmm. Nachos.
3: (laughs) How's your hangover doing? Oh, man. I need more water. Yeah.
1: Dave, we have an IV. Is there an IV? There's around? not
3: enough water in Lake Erie. Yeah,
1: I'll go. I'll grab that IV for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
3: thank you. Ooh, we have a. Thir- we have a. Uh, I yeah, like that's it. That's good. I like it. We're a professional podcast Keeping now. A gallery here. We well, it. well, Chad, we've been talking a lot about state benefits uh-huh. and uh, seven states we talked about cut off federal funding. You mean, the Republican states, the red states. <laughs> yes, a lot of those states thinking that well, if we just cut off the extra money. All these lazy asses, will get back to work and we can go back to uh, the way things were. Well, the New York Times did an article that that caught my attention that goes into sort of a uh, progress report, I guess, of of how this is going. Mm -hmm. So they focused on Missouri. Uh, Missouri scrapped federal pay to the unemployed, saying it kept people out of the labor market. But so far, workers still seem to be choosy. Uh, workforce development officials said they had seen virtually no uptick in applicants since the government's announcement, which ended a $300 weekly supplement to other state benefits. And the online job site indeed found that in states that have abandoned the federal benefits, clicks on job postings were below the national average. What? Why businesses are having such trouble hiring when 9.3 million people were unemployed in May? is a puzzle that has generated lots of speculation, but little hard evidence. Chad, you've done your own little evidence, right? What have, what have you found in this quagmire dilemma?
1: Yeah, I think it's fairly simple, kids, that it's not a bunch of lazy asses on the couch not wanting to do something, right? It is uh, people who want paid more, and they or they don't want to go back to the same shitty job. And we've seen news reports of uh, individuals during this year uh, reskilling, going into different industries, not wanting to do restaurant stuff anymore, not wanting to do what they were doing before and getting paid less. So, you know, I I think this is this is going to be, again, red alert, red alert, raise your fucking wages. Look at our wages or the past 50 years. We have not seen the tick, the uptick that we were promised by trickle down economics, we've got to do something to be able to pay these people a living wage. Yeah, yeah, I,
3: I think you touched on on that piece, but I still think childcare issues are still a thing with oh, a lot God, of people. Yeah. I think there's still fear of, of of COVID and what that that can do, and I think that. Yes. The year has made people step back and really analyze what do I what do I want to do with the rest of my life and really think about that. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see an uptick in uh, applications to college, MBA programs, maybe upskilling uh, with, with trades. I also think that for the first time in maybe our lifetime, labor has the upper hand. And I think in some way they realize that we're in demand now and yeah. we're actually in a position of strength. Uh, I don't think there's a cumulative labor, secret labor union of everyone in, in this, but I think they do think, "Wow, I'm in control. I can take a little time. I can get that job when I want it. Make sure it's the right job. Salaries keep going up every every week. I'm learning about a new employer I raising minimum wage. Yeah, I can quit. Yeah. Uh, and and you know, by the way, I can I can drive an Uber or gig for that extra three hundred dollars a week possibly, and and still be okay. So. Th- the dynamics here are really really interesting again new york times pointed out that it's still very early to make any sort of uh concrete uh you know explanation to any of this but it is a fascinating story that we keep talking about every week and uh it will only get more curiouser and curiouser however the u.s chamber what Seems to think that they have maybe some answers. Uh, Announced this week, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce will lead an initiative aimed at both industries and the government to address, quote, a deepening worker shortage crisis, end quote. Through the initiative... Named America Works, that's clever and has probably never been used before, the chamber says it will push for policy changes at the federal and state levels to remove barriers to work, including increasing the number of visas available to immigrants, improving federal investment in job training programs, and expanding access to affordable childcare. It will also work hard to scale employer-side solutions, including its own training programs. Sounds pretty good to me, Chad.
1: Yeah. What's going to happen here is the the chamber, who's a lobby group for corporate America, right, is uh, they're going to go out and they're going to try to get money from the taxpayers to reskill all of these individuals. So it's corporate welfare is what it is. So the U.S. chamber, who's very good at this, very good at this, they want. Your money, your tax money. So they want us, you and I, to pay for this reskilling as opposed to the motherfuckers who are actually making the goddamn products, the the, the goddamn money and the ones who are getting 30 million a year. Right. Mm-hmm. The CEOs who are bloated and they have crazy ass wages and salaries. But yet, but yet their lobby group, the fucking U.S. chamber, go figure. They that's what they're going. That's what they're spinning into. All this other stuff is just it's all fluff. Right. Well, we've got our own training. Yeah, whatever. You're going to try to get money from the government to pay for this asshole. We know
3: it. Never let a good crisis go to waste. And just as I mentioned that labor is in in the catbird seat for the first time in terms of negotiation. The chamber is looking at this and saying, hey, there's an opportunity here. For us to get a little cabbage, a little cheese. Imagine that. And uh, yeah, it sounds really good though. A lot of politicians, <laughs> a lot of people like to talk about all this shit that they're they're spitting. So uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if if they get what they're looking for. You know, it reminds me of remember the whole meme stock, uh, GameStop thing, and yes. everyone's like, "Oh, this is power to the people. This yeah. is the little guy." Uh, and then it came out later like, well, a lot of institutions were sort of uh, gaming the system as well yes. with the retail investors, and this feels like the chamber taking advantage of a uh, macroeconomic trend and getting a little bit of theirs. Well,
1: and it's easy. It's easy actually to go on news programs and and actually say, this is what the people need. We need to reskill. There's a skills gap. And and, and again, we talked to uh, Suresh over at Columbia, right? And he talks about, you know, there is no skills gap. You know what you need to do? You need to pay people more. So the people are there. You just got to pay for them. So you're saying the U.S. chamber won't save us? No fucking way. I need they'll just take. They'll just take more money out of our pocket, which is they're really good at. Can I get some more water over here, please? <laughs> One thing that uh, I think is going to be nice is as we transition into this new hybrid, whatever the hell they, they, they call these days, yeah. uh, is this third workplace. Have you heard of this thing?
3: I have. Uh, I've heard of it. And you shared a story on the, uh, the news feed. It's quite intriguing how human beings are adapting to the new world and, and the things that they're doing. What, what did you see in that story?
1: Yeah. So people aren't working from the office. They're not working from home either. They're working from everywhere. Dave act- Dave
3: actually came our soundboard guy came in to get my yeti my uh my shaker yeti what a, what a, for what more stud. water. I love sure, that guy. I'll take
1: more water, Dave. I love that guy. I thought you wanted water. No, we didn't get water. Thank you, Dave. I'll oh, go back to the soundboard. I, wait, that uh, we are getting we are getting
3: Dave needs spoiled. a new workplace too. Dave needs a third, spoiled, work, third yes. office.
1: Uh <laughs> but I'll give you a great example. So we're talking about not working from the office, not working from home. My brother-in-law right now is working out of his RV. Him yeah. and his wife are actually going across across country. They're working out of their RV, right? You have these companies like Workchew that we talked about uh, several months ago, yeah. where you can you can actually put an app on your phone and you can see what different hotels, what restaurants uh, have workspaces that are set aside, yep. and then they have discounts for food and free coffee and all that other fun stuff. So. You know, we're all sick and tired of being at home and working from home. Totally get that. Everybody's like, oh, I need to get out. The office isn't the answer for yeah. everybody. So I think this is this is pretty fucking cool. I, I myself love getting out, going downtown in Columbus and doing work just in different, different areas. This is what this is.
3: Sure. I think it all leads to sort of the customized work, work environment yeah. and the company losing control over what that looks like. And the companies I think that can adapt to, yeah, go out on, go, go on your RV tour, as long as your work is done and we can access you. And, and thankfully with, 5G and technology yeah. and, you know, Elon. Elon's going to plug us all in here soon with his satellite <laughs> network. Uh, w- w- our ability to do work at any time all around the world um, is going to be something that will happen. I think that companies are struggling with this, but I think that the trend seems to be if you don't allow for flexibility and giving what people want they're going to go where they can get yeah. what they want, and there was a story today uh, on CNBC. I think if you'd seen it or not, but apparently Apple, who we've talked about their three-day work week. I think it's Tuesday through Thursday. You're in the office, uh, regardless or regardless of what your schedule is. Is they're holding firm on that. They're not budging on that, and workers apparently are leaving. They're lo- they're leaving some talent or losing some talent because of that. Yeah. Uh, so. There's going to be room for technology to manage this. Uh, we're talking about already talking about companies that are tracking data and your, you know, how 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 efficient you are in your job. Yeah. So technology is uh, probably going to win this battle, and the employer isn't as long as the employer can keep tabs on you while you're pimping around the U.S. or wherever in an RV. Yeah. They're going to retain you as an employee. And I think that retention issue is what's really going to come to the forefront because companies realize how expensive it is and costly yeah. on so many levels it is to lose someone. Uh, and they don't want to do that. Recruiting's hard enough. retention's hard enough. This may help solve some of those issues. And if you're not on board, you're going to get run over.
1: Yeah. We start treating our employees like adults. Uh, and saying, hey, you have meetings that you have to be at. You have projects that you have to get completed. You have different phases of what you know. I mean, there's just so many things that we need to do as good leaders to be able to say, do it your way. Yeah. Get it done. You don't have to do it from here. Yeah. It, yeah. It doesn't doesn't make any sense. And And for us to actually have to have a pandemic to realize this. All these jobs that we could never do from home, oh, you could never do that from home, Uh, magically, overnight, became, oh, wait a minute, this shit can be done from home.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, we talk about the pandemic as an accelerant. I think these trends would have happened eventually. They just got cut, you know, from 10 to 20 years to one year. And people are a little bit shocked over that. And we're trying to figure out what exactly it is. But I think that that would have been a trend that would have evolved uh, regardless of the pandemic. It just happened a lot quicker. We're creatures of habit, Chad. Yeah. We go in the office, we go home. We go back in the office, we go home. It,
1: that's, a, that's not a life to live, though, right?
3: It takes a real comet to come in and change that yeah. habit. And I mean, that comet came in in the form of a little bitty virus. Yeah,
1: little bitty virus.
4: And
3: speaking of little bitty viruses, let's talk about TikTok after the break.
4: Last year's Summer to Evolve saw us bring together some of the biggest names in talent acquisition, presenting exciting content to help us learn and grow in these evolving times. This year we're back to do it all again, taking our 8 weeks of virtual sessions on tour for the Summer to Evolve Road Trip, presented by Jobvite. Virtually visiting locations around the world, we're excited to share more talent acquisition tips, tricks and best practices with you. Visit thesummertoevolve.com to learn more.
3: TikTok. Dude, I really had hoped this would not be a thing, but it is becoming a thing. <laughs> is, so, is TikTok the key to recruiting Gen Z? That rolls off the tongue nicely. Mm, the, move, the movement for TikTok being the next employment juggernaut is gaining steam. In a story from Benefit News... That's a hard-hitting organization. Some industry folks sounded off in favor of TikTok being a major player in the recruitment game. HireVue CEO Kevin Parker said, quote, For this new generation of digital native workers, which spends around six hours a day on social media, it makes perfect sense for employers to take that a step further by meeting them on their social media platforms, end quote. And our buddy at Job.com Aaron Stewart said, quote, For general Zers." Uploading a video resume will feel natural. There's so much more that, as humans, we read out of visible videos than we do from some words written on a piece of paper or within a PDF of a resume, end quote. So, Chad, are you picking up what our industry peers are dropping?
1: We have to go where the people are right? And it's the right demo for, for for some of these. You've got to ask the question, does this blur the lines between personal and professional? Uh, I think it does. And I think we're already there. And I think we're moving past that, right? And, and as we look at these, we just talked about hybrid, working hybrid, working from home, working from anywhere. I think we start to focus on our, our personal and our professional being one and the same. They just flow that's more fluid and, and not so hard cut, like the 1950s. Um, do I think that this is something that's going to work? I don't overall. I, I don't think big companies will do it because uh, the, the bias that automatically it w- will happen out of this they also need to focus on if this is going to be a part of their stack especially for for these these younger the younger generation they're going to have to have a much faster application process it's got to be a simple stack i mean there's just there's just so much that they've got to think about and these are videos mm-hmm. so are they going to are they going to transcribe the videos so that they have the text so that they can match against? I mean, there's just so many things to think about in using this technology because you want to be able to scale. And if I get 300 to myself, if I get 300 TikTok videos, I, I can't watch all that shit. Nope. Right. So it's like, how do you scale something like this? So, yeah, I totally get it. I think for recruitment marketing, it might be really cool. And we've talked about that before. Uh, but I just I don't see this happening because I don't see the ability to scale.
3: Yeah I, I, I tend to default on my age when I <laughs> when I read stories like this and I, I look at historical perspectives and and you you and I remember in the, in the 2000s there was a there was a real effort to visualize the resume. And you probably remember visual CV where you could make fancy headers and put pictures in and put logos in of the company that you worked for and embed videos and all that shit. Yeah. And, and that, that failed primarily because recruiters weren't used to seeing these digital resumes. They wanted to print them off or like, look at, Look at resumes as we know them, right? Yeah. Uh, content, and then and then the parsers came in and the machines came in to say, "Well, this parse, you know, this this technology will look at a resume, make it keyword you know, keyword searchable. It'll look for the terms, it'll match it to the jobs, and that has become uh, very important." You got pre screening as an element in this, which is really hard to do uh, in terms of visualized, particularly video resumes. So this the trend the history is not real real kind to these sort of innovations and if If putting pictures and images on a on a digital page was a little too much for the the industry to handle, think about what videos, short form videos are gonna be for the for the industry. You mentioned transcription. I think that has to happen. You have to if somebody's literally gonna say their resume on video, Mm -hmm. which I can't imagine any kid doing or any young person doing, you gotta transcribe it, you gotta match it to jobs and what's going on. And then you got the whole piece of look, if I get three hundred applications via video. I'm gonna, am I going to watch these videos? Am I just going to look at the transcription of the videos and I don't care about the videos until there's I mean, there's so many questions and, and hurdles to this being a thing yeah. that my 50 year old crotchety cobwebby ass just cannot get my head around the world as I know it embracing TikTok as a recruitment tool. I agree with you as a branding tool. It's great and and innovative companies, progressive companies will understand that. They'll put ads on, they'll do videos of their workers doing shit to show, show a branding message and what it's like and like, oh, if you're interested in like doing this kind of work, Click here to go to our ATS and be bored to sleep and, and not apply, <laughs> have to apply like everybody else. Yeah. But as an, as a marketing branding tool, I totally get that. And Snapchat and Instagram, all of them, I think, are important to do that. And video is a, a key component of that. But, man, I cannot bridge the gap between apply to a job and social media, short form videos, having fun and tiktok uh,
1: TikToking. It's just not practical either is this fucking headache I have. And get off my lawn. <laughs> we out. We out.
4: Thank you for listening to, what's it called? A podcast. The chat. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know. And yet, you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now.